Welcome back, friends, to this week's episode of Practice Management Insights. I am your host, Ashley Malone, and as always, I am so thankful that you're here. Each week, we dig into different topics that affect all of us in healthcare management, whether you're a practice administrator, practice manager, um, there's new titles now with PE groups and, and hospitals and a regional director or whatever the case may be. Maybe you're on a planning committee just trying to tackle some of the uh, topics, issues, challenges that affect all of us across healthcare. This is the place for you. This week, we're tackling cell phones. Cell phones themselves are such a great tool um, for those of us who I don't feel very old, but apparently I'm old enough to remember that, you know, we didn't always have a cell phone in the family. We didn't always have a home computer. I was laughing with a friend the other day that I remember eighth grade typing class actually was kind of teaching you like on a DOS program how to make a little stick figure dance. So I'm old enough to have those memories. I'm old enough to remember that, you know, my first company I worked for didn't have a website. Um, And, you know, you think about that and just how far we've really come. And now it's just unheard of. My six-year-old, you know, grabs my phone and can almost do full-blown coding himself. He can find anything and he knows, you know, so much. So it's really evolved in the practice as well. You know, when I started uh, healthcare 20 years ago, you didn't have to have a cell phone policy. Why would you have a cell phone policy if no one even has a cell phone? So things have changed, things have evolved, and the issue in management is, well, there's lots of issues in management, but primarily, you know, do you care that your staff has a cell phone? Of course not. The problem is, is it's more than a cell phone. It is actually a mini computer, and that's why they cost so much. But there's lots and lots and lots of ways that a employee can be misusing their cell phone, especially during work time. So, you know, if they're being paid for their time with the practice or while they're at the practice, then that time should be committed to work-related activity. So then you add another layer and, you know, we're healthcare. So there's HIPAA considerations. There's Fair Labor Standards Act considerations to put some legal spin to it as well. So there's just a lot there and there's a lot to unpack. And I chose this topic. It's, it's, it's fairly simple, but there's a lot of chatter about it. So it seems simple, but it's actually not simple because there are so many layers to it. So I just wanted to dig into it just a little bit. The main reason why people tend to bring this topic to my attention in, in my consulting life is because they just want to know what an appropriate policy is. So we're going to approach today from that perspective. Know that you need a policy, if nothing else, because you need to be able to fall back on a policy for the abusers of the policy. I wish that we could manage by common sense. For anyone who has managed any human being, common sense unfortunately doesn't apply 
100% of the time. So it's the abusers that we're addressing, but also the just kind of standard how you want patients to perceive your practice. I can share with you in my own personal experience, I've had the whole range of issues from um, staff, you know, texting people right in front of a patient, the phone going off at the counter when there's, you know, around patients or supposed to be working. Um, Gosh, we had someone who just always had to go to the bathroom and she was hiding in there texting. We all knew it. Um, I had one employee who was building a side gig uh, at the time and she would close an exam room door and actually be working from her phone and making her teammates think that she was with a patient. Um, We've had texting of pictures. We've had, um, I had an employee one time think she was talking about one of our providers and thought she was texting some snarky comments to a coworker and she accidentally texted it to the provider instead. You know, we've had all of it. So these little things can get you in trouble um, for sure. And they do need to be addressed. They do need a policy. Um, A lot of the consulting practices that I work with tend to be that if I had to say something common across all of them, the across the board, they are wonderful practices. They are wonderful human beings. What they tend to lack, though, is a structure that can enforce policies. So we tend to be, especially when we're smaller practices, we tend to be too friendly, too open. You know, our, our team is just one of us and we trust each other and, and we're all just going to be mature professionals. The reality is, is that uh, some of our workers um, don't maybe think of it the same way and they just feel like they're there for a paycheck and they don't have skin in the game. They're not invested financially. So it's really admirable, but I can just tell you 100% of the time, those are my practices that end up getting in trouble with something because there's not a policy in place, whether they end up being stolen from or just the lack of respect from certain employees. Um, it does happen you know, quite a bit when we have no boundaries. The general thought is then for cell phones, first of all, appreciate what they are. They are mobile, handheld, mini computers. So having a strict policy in place that, first of all, you have to decide, are they allowed to be on the person or not? If they are not, then we are required for employees to at least have the phone accessible to them. And I I really, I put this first because that's, if you forbid them to touch their cell phone, you actually can get in some labor law uh, trouble because they have to be able to communicate in the case of an emergency. Yes, they can give the, the practice phone number to their loved ones, but the reality is is that you can't 100% restrict an employee from accessing their cell phone. So what we do is we bubble that with a policy that does make sense. So for um, patient-facing staff, for example, you know, one idea that has worked well I've used it personally. I've seen uh, other practices use it successfully. Sometimes you just have a cubby. You ask everyone to check it. You may have a locker. 
tell them to keep it in their purse, whatever works for you. Um, if you allow it to be on their person, make sure that it's on um, vibrate or silent and have a policy around that where they're not allowed to touch it if there's a patient in front of them. Um, the sneaky ones, though, tend to go to the bathroom and they're alone in their room and that's when they tend to use it. Um, the, you know, being in an admin office, a call center, things like that. Um, I actually had an employee who was watching full-blown movies on hers because she was tucked away out of sight. And when someone asked her about it, she's like, what's the big deal? I'm still working. It's on silent. And it's like, okay, so this is why we have policies. If I have to explain to you that you can't be watching a full-blown movie while we are so busy that you think that we're so busy that you need help, then that's why we have policies. So number one, just make sure that your policy does consider that all staff um, is encouraged to give the practice phone number to their loved ones and that the phone is at least accessible that they can peek at it throughout the day. Your policy can be peek, but don't use. Peek at it, make sure there's not an emergency, but only use it when you're off the clock at lunch or on a actual break. Number two is to make sure that you have surrounded the policy with things that make sense, like what we talked about a minute ago. If you allow them to have it on their person, you know, a strict policy that it's not to be touched in front of patients, for example. The other thing we have to dig into, though, is kind of the beast in the room of healthcare, which is HIPAA. So it's really, really tempting when you have a phone on you to take a picture of an eye or to maybe ask the doctor a question. Maybe your doctor's at a satellite office and you have a patient with a question. Um, It's just, it's so accessible. You will have a patient. We have this all the time. A patient will say, you know, I'm traveling. Can you just text me? Well, most practice phone systems don't just have an automatic texting option. So you'll have a staff member that's super accommodating and they'll say, sure, here's my cell phone. Please text me. Or, you know, I'll send you a reminder and do you mind if I text you? Or they had a quick question and you text this employee because they didn't answer their desk phone. And see how it quickly gets very complicated Now you've opened up a whole can of worms. And let me tell you, if you are in the camp, which a lot of people err on the side of easy, if you're in the easy camp and you would rather do things easy than legally and appropriately, then you are going to have to deal with the consequences. So when you start encouraging, allowing, and encouraging, especially employees to use their cell phone, their personal cell phones, for business purposes, it just opens up a whole conversation. It could lead to you having to pay for their time while they're texting employees or doctors or whatnot. If you're texting them on the weekends and at night, hey, could you break, could you change my surgery schedule? Hey, on Tuesday, remind me to talk to you about da-da-da. Your hourly employees deserve to have a break. They are not owned by the practice. If you have salaried employees, it's a little bit different conversation, but you have to be careful with labor laws. It is not okay to ask an employee who is compensated by the hour 
to work off hours and think that it's just casual conversation because you're texting one another. Does the practice then owe their cell phone bill? Does the practice then owe them that time? You really have to be careful. If you are, if an employee is simply doing very, very basic things in order to kind of organize, you know, who's going to be at work on Monday or something like that, completely fine. It is fine. But there are boundaries around this. Um, And then HIPAA. I alluded to HIPAA earlier. You just really have to be careful. It's so easy. Okay, so now she's texting this patient about an upcoming appointment or sending a picture of her eye or some other, you know, a a mole or something to a provider. Well, guess where that picture is? It's on your employee's cell phone. And now it's backed up to some cloud somewhere. So that's a huge breach. I mean, there's no security there. The employee could quit. She could text it to her friends and say, look at this crazy mole. It just goes on and on and on. So like every policy that we have, plan for the worst scenario and just lock it down um, and realize that having these policies in place and just erring on the side of caution is always the right decision, especially when it comes to cell phones. Give them the break during lunch. Um, Tell them, you know, kind of what your expectation is. Enforce it. And then, you know, everything should be okay. If anyone has any questions or would like to submit a topic for a future podcast, please reach out to us, pmlclaw.com, Practice Management and Legal Consulting. That's our parent company. And you can email me directly at Ashley, which is A-S-H-L-I-E, at pmlclaw.com. I hope everyone has a great week. And as always, thank you for tuning in. Practice Management Insights is a podcast produced by Practice Management and Legal Consulting. For more information, visit us at pmlclaw.com. Or to submit a topic for future consideration, email Ashley, A-S-H-L-I-E, at pmlclaw.com.